This is the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your host, master coach, and emotional resiliency expert, Lisa Carpenter. I'm here to be your guide through real, raw conversations, navigating life as a high achiever. This show covers what it takes to create physical and emotional well-being, along with how to honor and partner with your body. I'm here to guide you to a connected relationship with yourself, turning self-care into a way of being and not just another task on your to-do list. After all, the things we love, we take care of. This podcast gives you permission to love what you do, but love yourself more. Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. Well, hello, listeners, and welcome to the start of another amazing week. If you are tuning in on Monday, I am currently somewhere over North America on my way to Dallas, Texas to meet with my mentor and one of my mastermind groups, and I am beyond excited. However, as I'm sitting here recording this on a Sunday, beautiful Sunday afternoon, I was so excited to hit record on this episode because I'm going to be sharing with you today my competition journey. So if you are unfamiliar, uh, let's see, seven, sorry, 13 years ago, uh, for probably about five, six years, I competed in fitness and figure competitions. So these are the competitions where you put on the sparkly bathing suit and you go out and you prance around your uh, very fit physique. And uh, back in the day, I was doing fitness. So that was a high energy routine. Now, I am not going to be bringing fitness back to the stage because at Oh, by the time I hit the stage again, I'm going to be 47. And uh, the the time and the dedication to that extra layer of training to put to put out a routine uh, is more than my schedule will allow. And to be quite honest, I just don't I just don't have it in me. So I am going to be going up on stage though just competing in figure, which is really like bodybuilding, but in high heels. So I'm going to be sharing that journey today, how it relates to you, the lessons that I've learned, especially because so much of full frontal living is about our relationship with our physical body. So I want to share my transformation, what came out of that process 13 years ago, and the perspective that I'm walking into with it today. And I think it's going to be very relevant. Now, before I sat down to record, I also looked at the stats for this Full Frontal Living podcast. And I want to send you such a heartfelt thank you for tuning in every week. I am five downloads away from 10,000 downloads, which is mind-blowing to me that 10,000 listens <laughs> to this podcast. And we are only going into, I believe this is episode 32. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I want to thank you for the ratings and reviews you've been leaving over on iTunes. And if you haven't yet, please, please, please go leave one. It helps other people find me. I am so grateful that you've been sharing it with your friends and your colleagues and that I get messages on a weekly basis from men and women saying they've never heard anything like this before. They've never heard this information shared. And 
you know, being a, a coach that works online, I can sometimes forget that that's a little bit of a, a bubble or an echo chamber and that the majority of the people that I'm speaking to are not aware that there are different perspectives and ways of looking at things, especially as high achievers. And I know before I went through my, you know, life-changing experience where I had to take responsibility for my stuff, I didn't know another way. I was living from the head up, let's get stuff done and didn't understand that there was another way that I could do less better, uh, that I could slow down, that I could feel my feelings and could still be a badass. So I hope that I am am able, I'm stumbling all over my words today because I'm just, I'm just so blown away. Uh, I am just, I'm so excited to continue to bring you these episodes. This is probably by far, other than, you know, sitting and working with my clients, the part of my business that brings me the most joy. And I really love recording these episodes for you, whether they're in a quiet room or while I'm on vacation, barbecuing chicken in the background. So on that note, let's dive into today's episodes. So I, I just spoke briefly about you know, my competition journey ended in 2007. And that was coming off of my biggest goal that I'd met to date. So I've always done very, very well when I've competed. I grew up as a dancer. So my mom was just beyond thrilled that I was finally taking all those years of dance experience and the money that she had invested me in. And I'd found a way to channel it. And the truth is when I started competing, it was really about wanting to understand how to create radical body composition change. And I'm so much better doing things. I'm very kinesthetic than just reading in a book. And I wanted to be able to really help my clients learn how to change their body composition. So the best way for me to do it, just like, I don't know if you guys remember the episode of Friends when Joey Tribbiani had to get in the map, I had to be my own guinea pig. So I worked with a lot of coaches. I worked with some really good. I worked with some really bad. I tried some really horrible things like living on fish and yams and not much else for 12 weeks. It was horrible. And I've worked with really good coaches who really enhanced my knowledge of nutrition and what it takes to transform your body. Because the truth is, anybody can put these pieces together with the right guidance. But I'm going to dive into why it's about more than the doing. Because if you're tuning into this podcast, you know we talk about how we have to work from the inside out. So it really was... I wanted a I wanted a goal for myself. I had two young children at the time. Um, you know, they weren't babies, but they were still very little. I think my youngest was maybe three. So that meant my oldest was, you know, four or five. I've got pictures of their cute little faces. And competing, to be quite honest, you know, I can I can look back on it now. And at the time I claimed it was to help grow my business, which it was. It was you know, it really put me in the spotlight. People were paying attention uh, to what I was doing. But the reality was, is I was trying to escape my life. So it wasn't so much about, I didn't like my body and I wanted to transform my body because I never didn't like my body. 
that wasn't it for me. I just knew what was possible with nutrition and proper training. But competing gave me, it gave me an escape. It was a lot of hours training and preparing. And I got to focus on me again instead of just being a mom, air quotes, right? So I was growing my business and competing. And I traveled. I got to travel. And my dream had always been to travel. So whether it was, you know, to Miami or just over, you know, to the island in Victoria, it it was like an escape. And I was doing this with one of my best friends who's still a very, very dear friend to me today. So it it was fun and it was exciting and it brought life into my life. And the truth is I was seeking. I was seeking for that thing that would make me happy, that would make me feel fulfilled, that would you know, just like I said, fill up that void that I was feeling, but I couldn't articulate the void. I didn't, I wasn't aware. I wasn't conscious that I was trying to run away from my life. Like I said, I can look back now and I see it so clearly. And this is the thing. I want you to understand that when we're caught in our patterns, we don't even realize we're caught in our patterns. We don't understand that we're operating from subconscious beliefs and values and that you know the reality was that that that's what was going on i was struggling to be a mom and when i got into the gym and when i got into competing i felt confident i i felt in control and that's all i wanted was control because i couldn't control my kids you know and now i've learned that we really can't control anything but that's that's what competing was about for me. And it, I learned so much from it. I learned so much from it. I learned, you know, beyond just stage presence and, um, you know, flexibility training and weight training, proper training, how to eat, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, how to love myself through all the different phases of transformation. Because those ultra lean people that you see in pictures who look like the epitome of fitness, the truth is they, they can't stay there and it's not healthy. So they have to slowly reverse diet out, hopefully, if they're smart, reverse diet out, allow themselves to gain more body fat. And if they're, you know, if they're true competitors, true athletes, then they'll, then they'll stay in the sport. But, but what I saw so many women do was walk out on stage, celebrate, come off stage, have no idea how to support, how to eat to support them being healthy and keeping their weight at a place where they felt good. Um, even I, I got off stage from a national competition one year and got on a cruise ship and I packed on so much weight so quickly because, you know, ice cream bar and all the white bread you can eat. And when you've been dieting like that to go on stage for a specific look, you've slowed your metabolism down and you have to gradually bring in calories so that you can gradually put on body fat and you can gradually rev up your metabolism. Our bodies are amazing, amazing, amazing at supporting us, but you have to know the science behind body composition change, um, you know, to bring your weight down and then to bring your weight back up again. And so many women get caught in this illusion. Like they, they look in the mirror and they're like, but I love myself looking this way, but you can't stay that way. You can't stay that way, but you can continue to work on your physique and grow and change. It's like anything else. It's like growing a business where you're going to be six years from now is going to be different than today, but time and tenacity and consistency to your craft is going to change things for you, but you can't 
fall in love and think you want to stay in this one place. That's not how life, business, or our bodies work. So I accomplished a lot in the years that I was training. And there was a lot of things that I was very hard on myself for. So for instance, I was so, because you have to remember, this was way before Lisa did this deep dive transformational work. I was so caught in perfectionism and had no idea. So nothing was good enough. It didn't matter how amazing everybody else told me my routine was. I never felt it was good enough. Um, I never watched my routines. Like I would never watch the videos of my routines because I couldn't handle watching myself because I would just pick myself apart. So I stopped, I stopped watching them. And now to go back and watch some of those videos, I get to celebrate myself, you know, as my, as my current self, I get to look back on my previous self and really celebrate the things I accomplished and, and be a little bit in awe of some of the, some of the moves I used to be able to pull off. Some of them I can still do, but not in back-to-back succession, which is what happens when you're doing a fitness routine. So why did I decide to, to leave? Why did I decide to hang up my stilettos and my rhinestone bikini? In 2007, uh, I had expanded into a second fitness studio, and every time I tried to get ready for a show, I would find myself not following through and staying in integrity with my diet or with my exercise plan. And a wise soul at that time said to me, you know, maybe this is the universe's way of telling you it's it's time for the next thing. And that conversation changed everything for me. Like I said, I, I just come off one of my biggest wins at the Fitness Universe pageant in Miami. I had placed in the top 10 with some of the most phenomenal athletes from around the world. All I wanted was a top 10 finish and I was going up against, you know, gymnasts. I'm not a gymnast, I'm a dancer. So here they are backstage walking around on their hands and doing flips and I'm going to go out there and do high kicks and twirls in my can-can routine. So finishing in the top 10 was a massive massive thing for me. And then, like I said, the, the, the desire just kind of burned out, you know, it was, it was gone and it was, it was hard for me because then I was trying to figure out, well, what next and what next kind of hit me in the face because when I stopped competing, I had to look up at my life and I had to acknowledge that competing had allowed me to ignore the things in my life that I really wasn't happy with one of which was my marriage. And my husband, who, you know, he's still a great friend. He's an amazing man. I am so grateful that he was the father of my children because let me tell you, with all this, um, you know, all this perfectionism control, all of that stuff, I was in a lot of unhealthy relationships because when we're in an unhealthy relationship with ourselves, we will find people who support the beliefs we have about ourselves, even if we're not conscious of them. So if we don't feel like we're good enough, we are going to seek out partners who prove to us we're not good enough. So if he was a cheater or a liar, I was attracted to him. And in fact, uh, if, you know, I looked for wounded men because if I could just love them enough, 
then maybe they would love themselves and they would appreciate me. Does this sound familiar? So when my ex-husband came into my life, he was such a gift because he's a nice guy. Like he's a nice guy. He never did anything wrong. And I, you know, I won't get into the details of, of why I chose to leave because the truth is after I left and again, now looking back on it with perspective, it was never about him, that part of me that was seeking that next thing. And when you're in an, when you're in a healthy relationship with somebody, but underneath everything in you supports that you're not good enough, you will go out and seek that emotional hit from being in a dysfunctional relationship. And that's exactly what happened, right? Because next hubby, I mean, I'm so grateful for him too, because his journey with addiction was my universal wake-up call. So he was a gift as well. But I just, you know, perspective in our lives is everything. So I left my, I left my marriage and I went seeking again for that thing that was going to make me happy. So even though he was an amazing man, I knew he wasn't the right man for me. And I still, you know, I, I'm not going to get all the way into it, but he just, he wasn't the right man for me. But I take full responsibility for the fact that I wasn't dealing with my stuff. Okay. So I can't put any blame. I can't throw shade on him. It's not his fault. This was me and my stuff. And when I got into my relationship with my new hubby, right, I had to face my stuff. Eventually we have to face and take responsibility for our stuff. So, you know, and that, you know, that's where my journey went next into self-development, looking at all the different programs I had created. You know, if you haven't picked up my book over on Amazon, it's uh, called Let's Eat, Break the Addictive Cycle of Dieting and Make Peace with Food and Your Body for Life. Because that journey taught me that we can't just look at food for the fix. We can't just blame our weight as the problem. We can't blame our ex-husband as the problem. Uh, we have to take responsibility for what we want in this life from the inside out. We have to do this work on ourselves. So I had to stop seeking, right? This work is about no longer seeking that thing that is missing and recognizing that the thing that you are disconnected from, that seeking, that emptiness comes from a lack of connection with self. So here we are, 13 years later, and I'd always said to myself, you know, when I turn 40, I'll look at maybe I'll go back up on stage. And I turned 40 and I was like, nope, don't want to do it yet. Because please understand, even though I've done all this inside out work on myself, I am fully aware of the enormity of time, discipline, and commitment that it takes to be a competitive athlete. And make no mistake about it, I may be a recovering high achiever. And when I go out to compete, I'm going out to compete. I'm not going out to beat everybody else, but I'm going out to know that I am walking on stage the best version of me, whatever that's going to be. So it means 100%. I'm not going to do this half-assed if I'm going to go back on stage. I'm putting my whole ass into it. So hired a coach to help guide me. 
And I can honestly say that this has been incredibly challenging for me. It has forced me to get incredibly uncomfortable. So I want you to know, I never, ever got far outside of competition weight. I've always taken very good care of myself. It's what I preach. I eat well. But going back to this place of having to weigh and measure my food, because that's what it takes for this type of body composition change. Now, this is not what I teach my clients. I work on the emotional stuff because you can weigh and measure your food till the cows come home. But if you don't get your mindset right, if who you're being doesn't support the woman who can take responsibility for that, it's it's going to get you on stage. But will you be able to maintain a lifestyle and have an amazing relationship with your body at the end? And that's what I'm that's what I'm all about. So I'm all for women transforming and changing and doing whatever route because I believe everybody has to walk the path that they're meant to walk and that they will learn the lessons that they're meant to learn, me included. But I just want to let you know, this is not, I don't have my clients counting macros, but here's the thing. Olympic athletes are going to train very differently from your weekend warriors or your fitness enthusiast. Okay. So just understand this is a whole different level, but if you are carrying the belief that in order to feel good in your body or lose weight, that that is the level you have to take it to, it's just not true. There's, there's more than one way to get from point A to point B. We have to start where you're at. We have to do the inside work, right? And then we look at the other pieces to move you along. That's how you're going to get lasting success. And who knows, maybe one day you'll decide you want to count your macros and you want to do something like this. And that's super cool and fun too. I want it to come from the right energy for you, whatever that is. So I'm learning a lot again about myself, about discipline, about commitment. I've had to really look at why am I willing to do this, right? Why am I so committed to doing this? And where in my business am I not as committed or disciplined? So I always say that if you want to grow your business, if you want to be successful, you have to take care of your health. You have to take care of your physical body because your physical body is the vehicle that's allowing you to do all these other amazing things you want to do in your life. So it is not lost on me that as I've stepped up the game around my own health and well-being and I set a goal that had nothing to do with my business, that it is having a major impact on my business, which is awesome. I love the growth. And this is what I want you to know that transformation isn't about what happens on the outside. It's about who you become in the process. It's what you learn about yourself on the way towards your goal. You know, the irony is, is we believe that, well, when I lose weight, when I make more money, when I have the relationship, then I'm going to feel good and my life is going to be rainbows and unicorns and glitter falling from the sky. It doesn't happen that way. You only feel that way if you've created that feeling on the inside before you ever see the results on the outside. If you're not loving your body now, dropping 50 pounds isn't going to make you love your body. You might feel more confident, but if you 
underneath don't have the belief that your body is amazing and worthy and beautiful, when you lose 50 pounds, those old beliefs of you're not worthy are going to pull you back into your old behaviors. And now it feels worse because you start judging and shaming yourself as to why you couldn't stay there. So this time, as I prepare to go on stage, I'm giving myself a lot of grace and kindness, right? I'm not going to do this perfectly. I'm not going to be able to hit every cardio session. I have travel and work schedules. I have other priorities as well. And I made a commitment to this. So I am going to do my best to be my best. And I'm going to take all the lessons that I learned from this journey. And of course, I'll share them with you. But I wanted you to understand that there are many different ways to get from point A to point B. But if you want to create lasting transformation, you must do the inside out work. You must start on working on you before you start just doing the doing pieces, because I'm all about creating lasting transformation. Again, if we can change who you're being today, if we can get you to love your body today, then when you drop weight, if that here's the funny thing. When you start loving and appreciating your body today, losing weight becomes easy. Doing this stuff becomes easy. So I'm not saying tracking my macros is good times, but it's not hard. It's not hard. Living this way is not hard for me because I don't have stories around it, right? I'm not beating up on my body along the way. So Weight Loss From Within Live just kicked off this week. The stories that the ladies are unpacking about themselves, we are only on day three, is blowing my freaking mind. And I would be crazy not to open the doors to this program again sometime in the fall. I'm going to see how this next 30 days rolls out, but I can't go into that group without having tears in my eyes because when we are aware of the stories that are holding us back, when we bring them to the surface, when we see them, when we acknowledge them, when we let ourselves hear the voices in our heads and what we're telling ourselves about ourselves, when we create that awareness, we can release it. We can create new stories and new ways of being. And I am just so excited to see where these ladies are 30 days from now as we unpack these stories and do massive coaching around them. So on that note, I'm going to post a link below. I have started a wait list for the next round of Weight Loss from Within Live. You can find it at lisacarpenter.ca forward slash WFW waitlist. Make sure you get those two W's back to back. WFW waitlist. And you'll be the first to get notified when we go live again. So keep tuning in to the Full Frontal Living podcast. I will share my journey as we go and the, you know, the lessons that I'm getting, which are not the lessons I thought I would be getting, which is how the universe rolls, right? Don't expect, expect the unexpected, I should say. Uh, and you'll always be surprised and delighted. Stay open and curious to what life is sending your way and always have the courage to just ask yourself better questions. So I'd love for you, when you finish listening to this episode, to break out your journal and ask yourself, what are the stories I'm telling myself about my body? What do I say to myself about my body every single day? 
Write it all out on paper and be honest with yourself. Get quiet. What do you tell yourself about yourself all the time? How do you really think and feel about your body? And then once you write it all down, look at it and ask yourself, am I willing to tolerate this? Because the only person creating these stories about you and your body is you. And you are the one that creates your thoughts. And you can create new thoughts every single day. And you can create any reality you want for yourself. You can have a body that you feel free in and proud of and sexy in. And to be honest, that's what part of this competition journey is for me, is embracing feeling sexy in my body because I've spent most of my life hiding. So if you think that women who have, you know, amazing bodies are walking around flaunting them, you are sorely mistaken. Nothing makes me more uncomfortable, which is why I'm competing because I want to be able to get on stage and embrace my sexy and not feel awkward and like a Bambi in my body. So I know that I'm strong. I know I can go into the gym and move heavy weights around, but really posing like a model and walking and working it, that scares the bejesus out of me, ladies. So that is my work to come home to my body and to my sexuality in a whole new way. And do I need to do it on stage? No. But you know, why not dress up in a sparkly bikini and be like a Victoria's Secret supermodel? Because I can. And life is about fun and life is about experiences. So what stories are you telling yourself about yourself and about your body and even about food? Take some time, write it down, and then head over to Instagram and send me a DM and let me know what you discovered about yourself. And I'm happy to support you. So as always, take good care of you. Slow down, do less better. And remember that you are amazing. So start telling yourself that. And I will see you guys, or you'll be listening to me on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'm sure we will cross over the 10,000 listener downloads this week. And how exciting is that, that you have been a part of it. I'm so grateful. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm so grateful for you being here and listening. And as always, I would so greatly appreciate it if you would share with your friends, your colleagues, anybody you believe needs to hear this message. And before you do anything else, head over to iTunes, leave me a rating and review because it helps other listeners just like you find this podcast. And I know this message needs to be heard by so many more high achievers who are burning themselves out and putting themselves last. As always, feel free to drop into my DMs or on Instagram, share with me how an episode has impacted you, or just pop into my inbox and say hello. I'm always more than happy to connect with my listeners because you are the reason why I show up every week. So until next episode, take good care of you because remember, things we love, we take care of.